The best way to ruin the holiday season? Having a troublesome quarterback situation. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, how how much Monday night football did you intake last night? The, the knockdown dragout brawl in the NFC Norris division between the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> zero. It was actually a keeping up with the Kardashians uh, <laughs> night in my household. So when did when did that decision get made? Do you guys flip a coin when the week starts and then you'll determine how much TV you need with your fiance in order to have your weekend open to watch football and sometimes Monday gets sacrificed in order to achieve the ultimate goal of a Saturday and Sunday? Um, you know, in in the off season when the uh, you know the primetime game schedules are released, uh, <laughs> you do. When the schedules are released, everybody yeah. does their like mock records. <laughs> Who's going to be a playoff team? That's a win. That's a loss. Theo does. What can I sacrifice in order to make the fiance happy? I say, you know what? That's the Monday after Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, it's a Cyber Monday. Uh-huh. We'll be doing some shopping. She'll be in a good mood. Why not double down on that? Give her her night. And I learned a lot about the Kardashian family and all their troubles and drama and and, uh, and also business successes. So, yeah, uh, didn't, didn't miss out on, it on was, Josh Dobbs versus yeah. Justin and, Fields. And last May when the schedule came out, it was easy to pinpoint that uh, Bears-Vikings right after Thanksgiving night might not mean a whole oh, lot. come on. Like, it, even if you had the highest of hopes for both teams, right. what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah, Battling yeah. for 500? Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. let's yeah. get serious. Uh, well, it lived up to all expectations last night, and those expectations were on the floor, and that game was <laughs> was was on the floor. Uh, the the pivotal play last night, though, as heard on ESPN, came from Justin Fields, a third down throw with under forty seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. The Bears are trailing ten to nine, and Justin Fields shows his potential with an absolute bullet to get the Bears well in the field goal range fields to DJ Moore and this is what it sounded like courtesy of Joe Buck Fields lets it go DJ Moore has it down inside the 15 and the biggest throw of the night at the biggest time and that was the 27th completion of the night for Justin Fields. Wow. 27 of 37 last night. 27 of 37 last night. And typically, 27 completions in a game stone, you're thinking like, oh my God, 320, 325, 350 indoors as well as we talked about yesterday because uh, we were doing my prize picks and we said oh Justin Fields uh, under 217 less than 217 there's no way he's hitting that but I didn't see 27 completions coming what what would you say in your football brain if you go 27 to 37 what's the typical yardage out of that in the NFL in your brain stone 27 completions I'd say an inkling under 300 yards so yeah. like 280 285 217 and it all came from that pass. It wouldn't have been 217 <laughs> oh if he didn't goodness. complete that pass. Justin Fields was 27 of 37 for 217 yards last night. I am looking at his throw chart right now. 
he completed three passes and threw five passes longer than 10 yards last night. 27 of 37, and five of those throws were over 10 yards. Mm. Five. Three of them were completed. The deepest one was that one that we just heard, DJ Moore. 46% of Justin Fields, again, a top pick. Mm. 46% of Justin Fields' pass attempts came at or behind the line of scrimmage last night. 46%. Nearly half of his 37 throws were two yards past the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage, or behind the line of scrimmage. What is that? Now, let me ask you, Stone. Is that Justin Fields' fault, or is that Matt Eberflus's fault? I mean, Matt Eberflus coming in, and he's going he's gonna to turn the key and maximize Justin Fields there in Chicago. And we are almost through two full years of Matt Eberflus, and we're getting that from Justin Fields? It's, it's a little bit of both. Right, I think the argument can be made that what is Eberflus supposed to do? Like this is what the hand that he was dealt, and then if you're Justin Fields, you got to make the throws, give your guys the confidence. I don't think either of those is happening. So this is what you get. So the fact that you can't definitively answer that question, yeah, though, that yeah. makes it an even bigger problem than being able to pinpoint it's the quarterback or the coach. When it's a combination of both, that's a problem. That's a significant problem, and. We can have a discussion about a lot of different quarterback situations in the league, but it struck me last night that despite the win and Justin Fields got a little slippery-handed with the ball late, two key fumbles in the fourth quarter that uh, led to the Vikings being able to eventually take the lead. Speaking of another troublesome quarterback situation, uh, the Vikings, Josh Dobbs, good old four spot in the INT category last night. Mm. Yikes. And all of them were pretty much his fault. Mm. Um but the, the Chicago Bears, even in a win, even with Justin Fields, that is a massively troublesome quarterback situation because you're going to have the Bears who are going to have a top five pick, assuredly, because they have Carolina's pick. Um, the, the Patriots <laughs> are threatening. The Patriots are threatening yeah. to, to take over that top pick, but the numbers are in favor of the Bears having the top overall pick because the Panthers will finish with the worst record in the NFL. But you've got Justin Fields, who just three years ago was a top pick in the NFL. So do you get rid of that top pick and go get another top pick quarterback? Or do you give him a receiver to compliment DJ Moore? But then Matt Eberflus is still the one that is, is calling your offense, presumably. What do you do? Like, what do you do? The Chicago Bears quarterback situation, even in a win, even after last night, in that death march of a game, is to me one of the top two troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL. Both short-term, what you're seeing with your eyes, what you're seeing on the stat sheet, but also from an extrapolated situation, what the hell do you do? Because there doesn't seem like there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel with that quarterback situation. <laughs> like It's pretty dire, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why um, the Chicago Bears didn't sell "quote unquote" high on Justin Fields at any point. Um, it seemed like the logical thing to do when you saw the Panthers were plummeting towards the center of the earth. Like right? it is, it you at the very least you know that you don't trust the guy enough, right? And and you and there's no way you feel like you have the people in house to develop him as a quarterback. I mean, we've seen 
more than two years of this now. And don't forget, too, the Bears were trying to send a Tyson Bagent PR campaign oh out there for the goodness. national television games that he was starting in, trying oh. to like pump Bears fans up for, hey, maybe it's Tyson Bagent. Like, don't forget about that. That is a, it's just a decrepit situation. Um, that's a franchise that's used to having poor quarterback play. And, and for a guy like Justin Fields, it's funny because even when we talk about specifically you know, you ask Stone, is it Eberflus or is it Fields? Why they're not throwing the ball down the field and pushing it more? I think back to what I saw out of Justin Fields in college, and I'm like, I feel like Ryan Day had him slinging that thing around the yard he at Ohio State. Sure did. I saw it firsthand, how, and he was slinging it. He, how do you regress so much from what you were able to do? And I know it's a different game, but you have guys like Josh Dobbs and Will Levis, like guys what much less heralded than you who came into the NFL under different systems and are able to sling the ball around the field or at least are able to have the confidence in their coaching staffs to push the ball down the field. But the Bears, two-plus years in, I mean, look at even Jordan Love right now who, who is having a resurgence. The Bears, two-plus years in, of Justin Fields actually playing in, in these football games. Don't trust him. Throw, if you don't trust him now to throw the ball down the field, you'll never trust him. There's yeah. no way he's going to learn it all of a sudden in this year. Like, it's over with now. I, I think the Bears are one of the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL. And the other one is, in my mind, and there's a lot of them, actually. Yeah. There is a lot of them. It's a weird year. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do the rest of the year. And then I don't trust anymore that you go draft a guy, if he's available, like Bryce Williams. What is what is he going to be in that offense, in that on that team, in that franchise, if Bill Belichick sticks around. Or Caleb, Caleb Williams, I'm sorry. I was like, who? I, I was sitting here for a second. I'm like, was he? <laughs> this is the second time I've done that in two days. It was so off, though. It was so Like, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams? Is that I what think, you were doing? I think I was probably Bryce Young in it and Bryce Williams. Uh, there is no Bryce Williams that I know of. No such thing. And I'm like, yeah. damn, is, did the Pac-12 got another one? I have no idea. I'm like, what I was doing. <laughs> Caleb Williams. That's right. <clears throat> sorry to his family and friends. Yeah. Um, but there's no I, way. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Can he succeed with the Patriots? Roger Goodell has to step in. I, I think there's a legitimate. The Patriots do not deserve a first round quarterback this year, especially not Drake Mayer or Caleb Williams or or even Penix or any of these. Like I don't want to see anybody waste away out there in Foxborough. This like do it next year. Yeah. Find the next Mac Jones and waste his career. Don't don't waste the career of one of these electric guys that we want to see play on Sunday. Does does Caleb Williams potentially and Bryce Williams? He doesn't. Do they do they potentially say, <laughs> Sorry, "Hey, I don't, I'm not feeling New England." No way. And do a power play type of thing. Who would want? Because we already heard situation? we already heard rumors that Caleb Williams and his family they were going to try to 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 lobby for partial ownership of whatever team that he got drafted to, and that's not legal by NFL statutes. Uh, did Does he possibly power play and say, I don't want to go to New England. If they draft me, they should they should trade me. Sort of like a John Elway situation. Is it that bad with the Patriots? Because I say it's getting there. It is that bad, yes, but is that going to happen? I do not think so. Not in this day and age. Especially what he saw kickback-wise when he did ask for ownership, right? He I want a certain percentage. What, what, it was I, a I know report. That, okay, yeah. We don't it know was for that sure. Dove guy. He blew it up. It was just a thing where he Caleb would be one of the guys who would be interested in it if it yeah. came about, but they overblew that. And, and and they overblew it, and I yeah. think if he were to say, you know what, I'm good, Robert Kraft. I appreciate it. Bill Belichick, you're a good coach, but no thanks. Like 
that blowback's going to be insane too, almost nuclear. Well, I, I don't think the, he's got the guts to pull that off. The problem is the Patriots have overblew it with their quarterback situation. Ugly, I mean, Mac Jones. Like, we make fun of NBA players. Hey, you might want to learn Chinese. Mac Jones, he might want to. He, he he might have to go play professional football in China. I don't even know if that's a thing. But I don't know. Like, he, go to Germany. He's or CFL maybe. I don't even think he has the the arm to 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 now play in the CFL. He's bad. He's flat out bad. Speaking of regressing since college, like would he even be good in the college game right now? No, I don't. I don't know if he. It's that. <laughs> yeah. It looks that bad. He has no confidence. He's it bad. He has looks, no relationship with his coaches. He's not mobile at all. And it didn't matter in college because they had such a good system and all those good weapons around them and whatnot. And they were just better. But like he looks absolutely abysmal. But it it's so funny looking back. And and Mac, you might want to learn some Mandarin. All right. Um, <laughs> looking back. Looking back, it was so easy to just do the whole. As soon as he had one or two average outings as a rookie, up oh, next Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Next Tom Brady. Look at him manage this game already. What happens when he gets a feel for this offense? And that never helped him. That didn't help him. Because, one, it made people like us despise him mm. and root against him. And then it made Patriots fans believe, oh. and maybe even Bill Belichick believe, that there was something more to unlock with Mac Jones, when in reality, that was it. Like that was the ceiling right there. That was the ceiling. I think the best narrative to come out of all of it is is Mac Jones is the closest thing we have to a regular guy playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, like like he is the closest. <laughs> like the guy you're going to go see at Sam's Club on yeah. a Saturday. Like Mac Jones, that guy's the, playing quarterback for the Patriots right now. Kind of amazing. It's a true American story. <laughs> it's a true American story. And when you watch the Jets or the that Giants Patriots game, like there really could have been anybody in there for Mac Jones, yeah. and that oh, team had a better goodness. chance. I personally. I'm waiting for the narrative to turn. These NFL organizations over the past five years, I think, have really, really invested in some of these younger quarterbacks, right? Trying to turn the organization around. I get it. I do. But at the same time, when you look at teams like the Colts and what Gardner Minshew's able, been able to do in place of Anthony Richardson, you've been able to say, Anthony Richardson, hey, we want you to rest, right? We don't want you to turn into a Cam Newton. Does it change your strategy in a quarterback room? Is there more emphasis placed on a backup quarterback? Now? I, 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 I'm waiting for it to go there because James Winston, Winston is right there, Bill Belichick. He's right there. Yeah. Draft somebody in the third round that you like, that you think has the edge, yep. let him sit behind Jameis, go win six games, eight games like the Colts well, are about to do this year, and then figure it out. The NFL is, for all the talk about innovation and the progression of the game, the NFL is still very reactionary. There are very few progressive, forward-thinking minds. The NFL, something happens, and then they change a rule. Yep. Or they start focusing on this position. Or they start drafting and building a roster this way. Or they start running X play, right? Uh, it's all reactionary. It's all copycat. What's going to happen is because you've lost Aaron Rodgers this year. And because you've lost Kirk Cousins this year. And because you've lost Anthony Richardson this year. And because you've lost Deshaun Watson this year. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Which notable quarterback are, am I missing? Oh, uh, that... That are injured. Um, that nah, seems, those are the main ones. Those Just are the main ones. Were out for a while. Right. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy got hurt. Yeah. Um, those, That's every year. But those quarterbacks going down and these rash of... Oh, Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joe Burrow. I knew it was one. The, That's the one. The rash of these injuries and seeing who's been able to float and who's completely fallen apart... 
Don't think GMs and head coaches aren't looking at that and saying, from here on out, we make sure we have a borderline starter if we can in that quarterback room as the backup. We're no longer skimping on it, which means the Jets, just to placate Aaron Rodgers, who said, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll sign Tim Boyle, Aaron. We're, we got you, bro. We love you. We love you. Give me a hug. Come here. Give me. I love you, Aaron. I love you. Let's sign Tim Boyle. That stuff is done. Yeah. That's done. It should be. Because we saw what happened. When uh, you you have Zach Wilson, who's your backup option, and knowing that that might not go well if Aaron Rodgers goes down and Tim Boyle, you, you're you riding with him when Zach Wilson takes the keys and promptly crashes the car into a brick wall? I mean, lesson learned, right? I mean, also, have we not learned anything from what happened last year? San Francisco 49ers, when, when Brock Purdy goes down and now you got Josh Johnson in there mm-hmm. and then you got Christian McCaffrey and they're trying to take snaps. How about for the Chiefs who won the Super Bowl when Patrick Mahomes goes down, Chase Daniel steps in and gets that first down on the third and long. That like, was Chad Henney. Or Chad Henney, Chase yeah. Daniel. Chad yeah. Henney comes in and, and gets the first down. Those well, are the yeah. – but those are – backup. Chad Henney's what I'm talking about, though. That's the type of guy you want as your backup. Oh, <laughs> Chad Henney. It is. Yeah, he, it is. He, he, he kind of is. He's the guy in Former that Former long-term starter with a team that you trust. Like Ryan Tannehill is someone the team should be clamoring for as their yeah. number two next it, year. It's funny you bring yeah. up Ryan Tannehill because that's where I wanted to go next. Also, stop starting these kids. Stop starting these children. Take a note from what Vrabel did I in know, Tennessee. But I don't know. And I'm... 100% Protect, protect with you, yourself Stone. because Andy Dalton could have started the first five games of the season in Carolina. But, and once that goes awry and the crowd wants Bryce Young, well, here goes Bryce Young. If he sucks, it's your fault, what's fans. Really, you for it. What's really weird, though, is you would think since the days of, of paying rookie quarterbacks the biggest contracts in NFL history, the Sam Bradford-esque situation, since those days have been long gone, you would think that now NFL teams would be okay giving these quarterbacks a year or two to learn before they're thrust in yep. these top picks, these top five picks, these top ten picks. But it's gone the complete other direction. And it's because they're trying to serve the fan base. They're trying to win in the court of public opinion. Yep. They're they're succumbing to outside pressures and saying, we got to play this guy. We got to play this guy. We got to sell tickets. We got to make sure that we have people buying merchandise. It's so weird that all these teams now are putting their business interests ahead of their football interests yep. when now more than ever, you don't have to do that but that just shows you the single-minded focus of the nfl billion dollar industry and the ownership is forcing the front office and coaching staffs to follow suit in this billion dollar endeavor and I, I I do genuinely love this conversation too and i think there are parallels all over the place and one of those being kirk cousins contract ends after the season i i think he's very similar to a detroit lions matthew stafford in in the sense of how sean mcveigh brought him into la and they went and made a super bowl run like plenty of teams who are having quarterback troubles right now can bring in Kirk Cousins, who have a good defense, who have playmakers all over the place, bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins, bring in some of these vets who are sitting there waiting at the helm who are starters for other teams. I mean, do it instead of drafting these 20-year-old kids. I think that the Vikings qualify as a potential troublesome quarterback situation coming up as well. No doubt. Because with Kirk Cousins' contract coming to an end, and he ain't young, and he's coming off of an an Achilles uh, and you got a diva, and right, a diva receiver, like right. number right. one, a true, Correct. a true guy that is going to want a QB in there. Who's already been a little pouty this year, yeah. In Justin Jefferson, um, I think the Bears and the Patriots are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL right now. But I think there's a lot to choose from. I- I'm curious. After watching last night, it occurred to me, hey, Bears won, but that's a bad quarterback situation with a really rough coaching staff 
and a quarterback that I don't know actually believes in himself, and they're at a crossroads making a decision about said quarterback. The Bears and the Patriots, those are my two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL. For you, what are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. What are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? 888-760-3776. Don't I'm telling you, I love where your head was at with how now we're going to see teams start to prioritize that backup quarterback. Someone who can tread water for you and maybe even win you a game in the, the post season Cleveland we said oh they got rid of Josh Dobbs Cleveland has a guy yeah. that at least is serviceable PJ enough Walker's not bad. PJ Walker's not bad yeah. when he's not taking massive legal hits and jumping into the air and allowing his midsection to get blown into 1500 pieces on Sunday um, against the Broncos the, the two most troublesome quarterback situations in your mind Theo what 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 comes to mind I have to start and in, 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 by you uh, in New Orleans and it's it's nice. funny because it's not that they have just flat-out poor play, but they have one of the hardest quarterback situations to, to break out from because they're kind of in quarterback purgatory with Derek Carr. A lot of people are looking at that like, oh, they got Derek Carr, the vet. That's a guy that maybe you draft a guy, sit him behind Derek Carr, make it work. People forget when the Saints traded for Derek Carr this offseason, they also gave him an extension, mm-hmm. a four-year, $150 million contract extension. And this is a Saint roster that also is just filled. I mean, brim to brim with these veterans on big contracts. So they don't have a lot of wiggle room in their cap. So if they're paying Derek Carr $40 million a year, guess who's going to be their starting quarterback? Derek Carr. Right, you got no choice. And 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 you're losing games to the Atlanta Falcons. You're losing yeah. to the Atlanta Falcons, who might have a worse quarterback situation than you this year, but at least they know their way out of it. They're not married to anybody. For the New Orleans Saints with as veteran-laden this roster is, with a guy like Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, actual wide receivers that can do some damage and, and, there's and go deep. too many weapons for them to be as mid as they are. It is, I don't see their way out of it. So it's not that they have the worst quarterback play. They've just got the worst situation to try to break out of. You're not going to have a top pick anytime soon. So bye-bye, Caleb Williams, Drake May. You're going to be drafting late in the first round because of the mediocrity around your franchise. And... You signed Derek Carr to an extension before he ever took a snap for you, which I get you had to do once you committed to him at the trade, but it's not looking good so far, and Derek Carr is not getting better anytime soon. He only threw two touchdowns in the month of November. Um, I think Taysom Hill got one in that same span. It's not looking good in New Orleans. That's number one. His quarterback rating is 88.5. That's lower than Baker Mayfield. Mm. That is lower than Justin Fields. That is lower than Tommy DeVito. I mean, Jesus, God, And that's, God, Derek, Carr. And that's he, Derek Carr. He's the veteran. He's the guy you thought this was. I mean, the Saints did what we're you know, proposing people do. The only problem was they, they signed him to a four-year deal for $150 million, but they went and got the competent guy, not elite, above average, but, but Derek Carr is playing. Yeah. Below average, yeah, right, bad. exactly. He's not above average anymore. He is, he is below that threshold. And what are you going to blame it on if you're Derek Carr? You got Alvin Kamara in the backfield, one of the best, you know, satellite backs in the league. You mm-hmm. got Rashid Shahid. You got Chris Olave. I think there's another guy out Michael there, Michael Thomas. Oh, well, Michael Thomas. He's well, pretty solid when he's uh, not yeah. having a contractor issue. <laughs> so you have the weapons. You're in a system. You're not. A, I guess it's a new system. I don't know what Dennis Allen's running down there in New Orleans or who their offensive play caller is. 
I just don't see how Derek Carr is going to break out of anything that they have going no. on. New Orleans and has a weird situation. Behind him, you've got Jameis, who yeah, who might I be mean, better. He I don't know. he might be better, but. Uh, Derek Carr and Jameis, to me, feel like the same type of feast and famine. Yes. Like, hey, great throw. And then, oh, my God, three interceptions. Like that, Those are your two quarterbacks. So why did Derek Carr get four years, $150 That's million? The, the, the contract That's extension. The, the contract extension is what absolutely makes that a troublesome NFL yes. quarterback. And then what's your second one? I'm sorry. It's all good. So the first one was the Saints. I have it written down here. That one got me so heated, I almost forgot. Oh, oh the second one's the Giants. Here we go again, right? I got my ghoul. <laughs> like... And again, it's the same problem as the Saints. You know, if you're the Patriots or the Bears, at least you know your way out. You're not married to Justin Fields. You can mm-hmm. trade him. You can draft a new guy. Boom, whole new quarterback but situation. But like the Saints, the Giants have married themselves Whoa. via the checkbook. And did they marry down? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They <laughs> married <laughs> down. Oh, man. This is, this it's is, like the model that, uh, that marries the uh, the crypto king <laughs> who lived in his parents' basement, and he's 290 pounds yeah. and eating mac and cheese every day, but he's the crypto king. He's throwing cash around, and so the model comes, the Instagram influencer. They marry, and now they're all over social media. And then dun dun dun. What what about that? I didn't like it. What happened to crypto though? It crashed. Exactly. And what happened to Daniel Jones this year? Yeah, but but Daniel Jones is better than everybody we're going to list off. No, 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 no. You're right. I'm just saying you're married to him. Wait, who? Who is Daniel Jones better than? The the list that we're going to go down in regards to Bryce Young. Derek Carr? To to Derek Carr. Really? To to I'll give you Bryce Young. I'm not giving you Derek Carr. To Josh Dobbs. I'll give you to Zach Wilson. These guys. I'm not giving you Josh Dobbs. Who would you rather have right now, given contract situation and age and just overall skill? Daniel Jones or Bryce Young? Daniel Jones. I don't know. He has experience. He like, has wh- experience of doing what? <laughs> just because he has experience? experience being in the game doesn't mean he has like experience what? doing that's successful not, things. That's not necessarily a good thing. The Giants are a playoff team last year. I not know, because of him. You can't him. necessarily say that. You they were a playoff can. team last year. Can. That's for, for half of the league, that's ideally the goal we is to get in the playoffs. Year. What happened this year? Daniel Jones got <laughs> Daniel Jones is better than a lot of these guys that were listening. I know, I, I know Situationally, he played well last it's year. Crap. He was he better when one year yeah. that he played well, and, and it, it seems like he might have gotten figured and out. He's been in the league all, for three of them. Yeah, but the, and he was bad. He's been bad this year, though. I can. I would agree with you if he showed flashes this year. And Brian Dable put him in a high school offense last year that yes. nobody expected, to, to Theo's point. So that's why he succeeded. And guess what? The high school offense was on film, and then they yes. figured it out. And, and, and they won on the margins last year, too. It wasn't like Daniel Jones had a great year. Pull up his stats from last year, this beautiful, great year that Daniel Jones had. It was His stats last year weren't even that good. They just happened to win games, and he was the quarterback. And then they married him. And why did you marry him? Man. Why did you marry Daniel Jones? That's why the Saints and the Giants are in the worst quarterback situations. Not because their quarterbacks are just pure ass. It's because they married him. Uh-huh. Uh And not the good kind of marrying no. pure ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? Was that better, Stone? Was that better than so my crypto analogy? Got it. What are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media. At KLV 1063. Let's start with Kevin in Lake Worth on the phones on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, number one in, in a landslide is going to be the Carolina Panthers. They traded up for Bryce Young, and he has not looked like himself, uh, like his Alabama self at all. He's really shown no confidence 
for his teammates to to really believe in him or or the organization, and and they can't get out of him because they don't have a first round pick to to get out of it. Um, so I think that's number one in the landslide, and then number two, I would say Daniel Jones with the Giants. Uh, you know, Ken talks about it being you know the guy with who was the crypto king, and <laughs> and now he's he's just back to being the uh, guy in his mom's basement. Daniel Jones was not even the crypto king. At least the crypto king was at the top of his game at one point. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones has never been anything in this league. He he has the same t- touchdowns to turnover ratio. He doesn't do anything well. And the number one player on that team is Saquon Barkley. And for some reason, the Giants don't commit to him at all, but will commit $40 million a year to Daniel Jones. It makes no sense, and now they're stuck with him. Yep, yep, and uh, appreciate the call, uh, Kev. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Yeah, actually, Daniel Jones was not the crypto king. He was never good. He was never good. So, so Sloan, and I get it, and I, I, I too fell into the trap of thinking, oh, Daniel Jones was solid, like he was good enough. Well, 15 touchdowns? 15, well, I'm trying to look up the stats here. I don't know how I lost it. While you do that. 15 Dan- touchdowns, okay. five picks. <laughs> 15 touchdowns, five picks. That's the con- that's the year that got him Three the to contract one. this offseason. Yeah. 15 touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, let me see how many yards. Let me see. Well, 3,200 yards. 3,200 for 15 and five that's, touchdown to interception that, ratio. You married that. You got a guy like Saquon Barkley, right? He's going to take a bulk of the load. Uh, <laughs> we'll marry ooh. him. <laughs> yeah, right. right. The guy's a trooper, uh-huh. obviously. Um, uh, Daniel Jones won a uh, a personal injury settlement um, uh, by oh, wow. by being hit by a a city truck, and then he blew all the money on Star Wars figurines. There you go. There you go. There you I go. like that. Yeah, that that's, that's much more accurate. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> uh, John in Jensen on ESPN 106.3. Hey, John. How we doing, guys? Good. So the, the entire league has a quarterback problem. <laughs> and the reason is, is because what you said before, Ken, it's uh, it's a reactive league. Mm-hmm. So these, these guys that are coming out of college from the amateur ranks, they're being asked in high school and college to improvise a lot, right? They're not really being asked to read defenses, break sure. down defense pre-snap. It's like, go ball, and man. What's Just happening, go ball. Yeah, and so what's happening is when they get to the pros, there's only a few organizations that are willing to build their offense in a manner that suits that kind of play. Lamar Jackson, when he comes into Baltimore, they build that offense to take advantage of his athleticism, and they gave him time to learn how to be a pocket quarterback. And now look at what he's doing from the pocket along with his athleticism, right? Yep. Mahomes was an absolute improv quarterback at Texas Tech. Andy Reid takes him in. You give him a year under – Alex Smith, right? Then they bring him in in an offense that suits what he can do, give him time to develop, and now he's our. But the majority of the league, you know, 25 teams in the league are just not willing to do that. And so you have a quarterback problem that is league wide. You can name six guys that you trot into a game and say, he's a good quarterback. You know, and that's pretty much it. Hearing you say that, too, like, it is clear also there's just an arrogance problem in the yeah. NFL as well. So many coaches and appreciate the call are going to sit there and say, Hey, it's my system. I can plug him in. We can make it work. Frank Reich. <laughs> Frank, Frank Reich is Bill Olichuk, uh, another one of them. I mean, the, the most glaring example, I think, though, of catering an offense to a quarterback is probably what has happened in our south of here. Yeah. You yeah. take the unconventional guy who couldn't get another coaching interview 
but he knows how to get guys in space and believes in a quarterback who's smart that maybe doesn't have all the physical tools of, say, a Justin Herbert. And what's happening? You're battling for the number one seed in the AFC and breaking records on offense. Mm. I mean, the Dolphins are another example of one of the few teams that said, all right, let's try and build it around the quarterback as opposed to vice versa. Uh, What are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? What are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. We'll continue to take your calls. We'll continue to take your social media. Let me tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a bunch of specialists for you if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain and you need to see an expert in the field. Orthopedic surgeons who are regarded as leaders in their specialty along with those specialists, visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho what are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the nfl i say it's the bears and the patriots theo says the saints and the giants will get stones and yours when we return 888-760-3776 he's theo dorsey he's stone labanowitz i'm ken lavica lavica theo and stone espn 106.3 from the anajar and levine accident attorney studios it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Bad news for you, Stone. The Daytona 500 is sold out. Ooh, why is that bad news? I'm happy for everybody. Well, you can't go now. Yeah. And there's no more seats for Stone. I know people. You could easily no. get in there in Daytona. He does not know anybody. He tried to say that so confidently, too. Like, we were going to believe yeah. it. We, we know are, people. We Listen, know you. If you guys were willing to fork up some cash on a bet, I guarantee you I can get inside the gates at the Daytona 500. Easily. Why are you saying it like that? That's yeah. how we say it. See, like, come on. Like, this is... <laughs> this is but that wasn't even a southern accent. That was you, like... It sounded like a code switch. You ever been to Daytona? Yeah. I mean, said, I mean ta- Daytona 500. Yeah, it was kind of like... <laughs> that's not... That's not that what like I expected. Black voice? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think he was going <laughs> Why for. Why would you go with black voice for NASCAR? Yeah. Listen, I mean, I know they're trying to make inroads in the community, but yeah. they're not quite there yet. <laughs> not yet. They're working on it. Like I said, make a bet. I can get to Daytona 500 <laughs> in the gates very easily. Okay. You gotta uh, work on that country accent. Yeah, dude. that was that was lacking. Daytona 500. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't think they talk like that. <laughs> nope. I don't. Oh boy. Uh, I will say this. Um, I have never been to a Daytona 500, and I actually do desperately want to go to one because the two times I went to an Indy 500, two of the most unbelievable sporting spectacles, like they call that the greatest spectacle in racing, it is. And it's largely because of everything happening around the race. And then like those machines, they turn on those Indy cars, and you feel something in your loins. Mm. Like no matter what age, you could be prepubescent. Yes. And you'll still be like, what's that tingling? Um, without knowledge of what that is yet, uh, because it's such a testosterone rush yes. to hear oh, yeah. those cars turn on and then start maneuvering around that oval. Mm. Daytona NASCAR cars are are louder. We're talking stock cars here, and I've never been to a NASCAR race. I've never experienced that, and I would like to. 
That's all I'm saying. You know what, Ken? I actually do know people. And we, we, you know what? We'll see what we can do. Okay. Even if it's not Daytona, you want to go with the guy? You want to go with the guy who doesn't even smoke cigars to a, to a NASCAR race? I think they're you know, stinky. The mat, ain't, the mat don't add up there. They're stinky. You can I, go to the 500 with me. Yeah. Stop go, saying yeah, it like that. Saying the, the That's making me legitimately uncomfortable. You're trying to sneak it in, too. Yeah. Like, what, at what point in, the, in your dialogue does it just shift? Is it... When you say 500, is it always that way? I mean, it's always been that way, I think, since, you know, the race started. Like, there are a few people that when they get excited and it's time to go, it's gear up. We're heading to 500. It's not, it's not a crazy right, this concept. This needs to stop. I'm moving on now. I am, I am really not happy. <laughs> what are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media open. We'll get to those in just a second. At KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Stone pronouncing Daytona 500 does not pass the smell test. And no. uh, if you're having trouble smelling things as well, well, perhaps you need a visit to Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Our man, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. I'm actually curious. He's a um, a, a huge sports fan. If he's ever been to the uh, Daytona 500, we, we, we should ask him. And he owes us an appearance here in studio, by the way. So, Dr. Goldhaber, Get your backside in here. We miss you, man. Dr. We, Neil We can Goldhaber. ask him about Daniel Jones and his Giants. Oh, yeah. He's a huge Giants fan. Yeah. And I promise you, he probably sits closer to where Theo and I sit than uh, than than Stone yeah. in, in the Daniel Jones thoughts. Not a fan. Theo and I, man, Stone, he's oh, great. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Based out of Boynton, ENT extraordinaire. Based out of Boynton, like I said, been doing it for decades. If you have ear problems, I know that a lot of people have ringing in their ears, persistent ringing in their ears, or have some sort of partial issue with their hearing, and they just say, well, that's life. That's life. That's not life. The chances are there there is a, a fix for something like that. What about uh, consistently swollen tonsils, uh, throat issues? Um, well, yeah, that that is where an ENT comes in. What about constant congestion, uh, having trouble smelling? That is where an ENT comes in. Snoring problems? That is right up in ENT's alley, and that is what Dr. Neil Goldhaber has been helping people solve for years is their snoring issues, ear issues, nose problems, throat concerns. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com, goldhabersinus.com. And if you're a frustrated football fan, the man... He basically works as a sports counselor as well. Oh. During the consultation, he's not only going to uh, make sure he can uh, he can he can find a remedy for you, but he's also going to let you get a lot of sports stuff off your chest as well. Uh, it's multifaceted. It is quite an experience. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Before we get to some social media here, Stone, uh, the uh, the two most troublesome quarterback situations uh, in the NFL, according to one Stone Labanowitz, purveyor of Daniel Jones. Listen, this isn't easy because there's a plethora of them. You could really go anywhere you want, but I, I do want to hit on something that I don't think Kevin hit on when he brought up Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. He's been so bad, and that offense is in such a bad spot that it's going to make it hard for them to find a head coach. And and one of the things that we spoke about before the show was there are going to be so many vacancies when this season's over. Let's say there's eight. Let's say, what, what, what are, so we've got Carolina. We've got... Who knows if Staley's still there? Okay, the Chargers. The Raiders technically will be open. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Be yeah. Open. You got to count yeah, that that's opening, open. Yeah. Um, who know, New England? That's a Maybe? possibility. It's a, you can put it on the list. Um, what about the Jets? No. I don't think you can. 
I don't think you can, but that thing is hurtling into the locker room is dead. Chargers. Category. Hey, we got the Chargers. Okay, so Chargers. Uh, I mean, Den- you. De- is Dennis Allen? I mean, is this is this going to get questionable at any point or no? Nah. One of, those, one of those NFC South teams has to end up with an opening between Dennis Let's say Allen, Arthur Smith. Arthur Arthur big Smith, Arthur, yeah. yeah. Put him on the hot big, seat. Big, big, big Arthur. Oh, my God. Uh, that's at least five. It's at Point least five. Is taken. No, it's going like, to be like seven or eight, though. All right, fine. Let's put New Orleans on it. New Orleans will be on it. Uh, is there anything out of the NFC West? No. Pete what about Tampa? Tampa, yeah, Bulls, second year. I mean, yeah. it's not like there's any promise I think, promise I think he might be gone. Yeah. All Especially right, so our one, two, three, we're up to seven now. Yeah. Okay, good. That's closer to where we'll be at. Yeah. And are the Panthers even on that list? Eberflus. There we go. Oh, Eberflus for sure. Yeah. So, cook. hypothetically, there are eight vacancies, and you are shopping around, and you're a... Sean McDermott, there's nine. <laughs> there to hey! There we go. We already went in Giants, right? No. He's went yeah. uh, the year Dibble, last year. Yeah, Dibble's fine. But uh, Sean McDermott... You're on the Levicka Stone hot seat. So let's just say hypothetically there are he eight should be. vacancies. Yeah. No more coordinators to fire there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're a head coach that people want to pay a lot of money. And you do have somewhat of an option, right? The last Commanders. place you're going. Oh, yeah, Ron Rivera. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Phenomenal. Yeah, this list adds up. Yeah, we're up to, I mean, Jesus, we're up yeah, to 10, cooking, man. It's a cooking list. So you're a free agent head coach. The last place you're going is Carolina. It is the last on every single one of their wish list. What about Tennessee? Oh, Tennessee's a good one. Okay. Tennessee's got to be at it because it's a possibility. I'm not yeah, saying he's right. done. There's a chance he might just want to leave. Yeah, no doubt. All right, 11. Vrabel's got a hold of that team. Vrabel's good. They like Vrabel. What if, what, hold on, I'm saying. And you got a rookie quarterback. You're just going to pawn off your head coach if, and, and throw Will Levis out to dry? If New England opens up. Oh, there you go. Then Vrabel will go. be a little looking. But technically, it's still 10 then because we just filled one of our vacancies. Technically. You think right. Robert Kraft would let one of Bill's former players come coach his team. I don't know. His former coaches good. haven't worked anywhere. And then they haven't worked when they came back to New England. Rables, I don't know. Rables beloved out there. But listen, this is I'm why. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. This is why the Panthers quarterback situation is the worst of them all. Because Bryce Young's been so bad that the coach doesn't even want to come and coach them. So, like, that's yeah. where we're at. And think about that. Bryce Young, number one pick. You traded up for him. He, a year ago, he was taken number one. You traded up for him. And then, because... That offense is so depleted because that owner is such a dunce because that franchise is so stuck in the mud. It's going to be difficult to actually find a head coach with a number one pick from a year prior. <sighs> Try that one on for size. That, that one's pretty good. That roster is is rough out there. Too. It's Brian, terrible. You're going to have to trade Brian Burns most likely. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one worth a penny, and he's your best. That's your best defensive player. You hopefully hold on to Jeremy Chin, your guy, Salukis. Yeah. Shout out. He can go for a high price point, too, so I think he shops. I've seen his name floated around. You got to keep some talent on the damn yeah. roster. What's your uh, second, Stone? And and let's just do it. It's the New York Jets. Yeah. I mean, listen, preseason hard knocks is going on. If somebody were to walk into the studio and be like, hey, guys, just a little heads up. In week 13, Tim Boyle is going to get his second start oh. this season for the Jets. We would have probably kicked him out of the studio. You yeah. would have thought he was on drugs. Well, yeah. I would have laughed. I would have welcomed that hypothetical. Oh, yeah. uh, stone, who got out of here, man? They're so stupid. But, but here. <laughs> that was my stone impression. Yeah. <laughs> They're so stupid, man. It was just as good as my know. Daytona 500. Yeah. Listen. Second. It's. <laughs> That's where we are. Like, this is what it's come to. Tim Boyle is getting a second start. And, and Rob Sally doesn't even have a reason why that is. He just said, oh, Tim, Tim's going to get a second shot. Like, just because we got to give him a second shot. It's because Robert Sala has completely given up, and now he's trying to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, it was a my decision I, for Aaron to come and then bring all his boys. See that GM? 
Look at that. That's why Tim Boyle's here. No, don't here. do that. Don't do that. Robert That's Talibus. why Alan Lazar, who I openly called out uh. and went off this team, I made sure in the postgame press conference to say that we're looking for ways to get out of Alan Lazar's contract. I promise you that's what Robert Sala's doing. It's survival mode now. Hey, see all these guys, the Aaron Brigade? I wanted Aaron. I didn't want all his boys. Yeah. All his boys have been problematic. Look at Joe. That's what's happening with the Jets right now. Hey, Woody, look at Joe. That, I promise you, is what's happening, Stone. That's insane because this was a team decision. This was Woody, Joe, and Rob, and they sat down and went and got Mm. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, you know the inner workings of the Jets? But but We need to call Tannenbaum. You're talking – I would love to call Tannenbaum, and I will shoot him a text because you're not just backstabbing and pawning it off on the one guy. You brought in Aaron Rodgers. Robert Sala was so on board with this, but phase two of the complications in New York now, what do you do with Aaron Rodgers? I mean – what do you do with Aaron Rodgers? Apparently he's playing in three weeks. If you apparently this guy's playing in mid December. No, he said if they weren't in a race and they are yeah, not. They're not. But if, I mean, are you gonna? What are you gonna do free agency wise? Who are you gonna pick up from the offensive line? Like are you gonna put Aaron Rodgers behind? Like come on, the, the Jets right. are and this is this is poverty. This is worse than it's ever been. I need you to text Tannenbaum, see what he's doing. I don't know if he's up in Bristol or New York. Um, uh, former Jets GM, just tell him I need like two and a half minutes of his time because I have a hypothetical to propose. I have a theory that I need to throw at him to see what he thinks, okay? I tell him, we, don't, we only need him like two minutes, but tell him Ken has a theory he needs to run by you and tell me what he says, okay? Um, let's take a break. Let's take a break. That's Theo, that's Stone, I'm Ken, and I have a theory. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Oh, Theo hit the food truck outside our Phillips Point Towers here in downtown West Palm Beach. The Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios now smell of food. What is that? Uh, it's a little APB. A- APB? What is that? What APB? What is an APB? An ass pipe blowout. <laughs> Come on, oh dude. Oh, my God. Come on, dude. I apologize. You asked. You did ask. It's a uh, jerk chicken, uh, rice and peas, and um, some yep. French fries. Okay. Jerk Come on, next. dude. I apologize. Pull I really up. didn't even want to say it. You didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Let me see. <sighs> Is it good? Fries are mid. I'll have to check the chicken. Uh, All right. We'll break. make sure not to give the name of the food truck then. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I, I, no, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> the fries are mid. That's not, a, that's not an indictment on their... I don't know. If you're not getting the fries right, you're probably not getting much else right. That's well, that's the way I live my life. Is, well, I, I love that. Like good. at Duffy's, the fries are always perfect. The fries are perfect mm, at yeah. Duffy's every no single doubt. time. No doubt. Uh, speaking of Duffy's, Duffy's presents Steve Palatine or Ask Steve's here in just a couple of moments here on the Vic of Theo and Stone. Uh, did uh, did uh, Mike Tannenbaum get back to you? Uh, nothing from Mike T. <laughs> I wonder what happens when he looks at his phone and he sees a text from Stone that says, Hey, do you have two minutes? Ken has a theory. Hey, yeah. Mike, got two minutes for us? Ken has a theory he needs to run by you. <laughs> yeah. That's the literal text that Stone Lebanowitz uh, texted a former NFL GM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if Mike Tannenbaum has some time for, uh, for my theory. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about the FAU NBA Sport Management Program. Mike Tannenbaum, by the way has uh, taught some lessons with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Want to know why? Because he's a successful businessman. He has had a successful sports career. And boy, is he someone to strive for when you're looking to get into the sports industry. And that's the caliber 
of guest lecturer you're getting with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. But it's across all spectrums of sports. And if you want connections, if you want internships, if you want a career in the sports industry, well, this is your key. 23 years of doing it at the highest level. They are ranked number 10 internationally in postgraduate sport management degrees, according to Sport Business. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU. Dot edu slash MBA sport. I'll say it one more time so you can write it down. FAU dot edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. That's FAU dot edu, the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU dot edu slash MBA sport. There. All right. Uh, what are the two most troublesome quarterback situations in the NFL? Dave says the Patriots are dire. Then there's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of tied for second. I, I agree with that a lot. Uh, Mike, Bryce Young and Kyler Murray, Arizona, doesn't feel as troublesome as some of the other ones we've brought up today. It's not great. I think because yeah. nobody watches and play. Like, I don't remember <laughs> so the last time I watched just, the Cardinals game. Yeah, or even cared about the Cardinals <laughs> right. at all. Uh, Mike says, the curse of Namath and the cost of Jets tickets. I don't even know what that means. Uh, Christian, the Jets and any Panthers quarterback before and after Cam Newton. Uh, Pat says the Saints and the Jets. Those are all good. Yeah. And some of those have already made our list of troublesome quarterback situations. We'll ask Steve Politziner that and a whole lot more because he has a big brain. He is the smartest man we know. Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, for another vaunted edition of Ask Steve's when we come back. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.